0: So
1: you've decided to steal cable. Combo! Woo. Woo! Set it up! Sick. Sick shit. Woo! Set it up! Woo! Sick Woo! Sick. Oh sick, sick. Uh. Sick. Gam's double decker, playing silver pleasure, never sweat the pressure. I could never let you set it up! Games double decker.
2: What's up, drones? It's me, Paradox, and I'm back with Mastermind. We're coming back with our next episode of Atlanta, season three, episode five. Do you have the name of it?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so the episode is called "Cancer Attack." Okay. Here's where we can start. Okay. So you already know, the Midnight Special podcast is not like your typical review podcast. So we're not gonna go through the whole plot of this of this yeah, episode. No, um, no, too much work. <laughs> um, but the, just a the basic rundown of what happens. Uh, Paperboy is, they're performing, it was in Bel- Belfast?
2: Budapest. Budapest.
0: Uh, I have no idea what that is. I did. I used to know. But my <laughs> geography is a little. I
2: was about to say, don't even ask me the geography.
0: <laughs> my geography is just a little out of tune right now. But they're performing in Budapest. And, or he's performing in Budapest and basically the whole episode kind of takes place essentially backstage like essentially
2: pretty much you know, like literally just the backstage of a concert hall and
0: uh, so what happens is what happens in the episode is paperboy eventually ends up losing his phone and then the, then what ensues afterwards is basically this kind of comic, <laughs> <laughs> but then it turns into a dramatic interrogation, who done it kind of scenario. Where Ern and with and a him
2: whole bunch of bad scenarios in between.
0: Yeah. Where Ern and him kinda of do like this good good cop, bad cop kind of routine. And then we find out, you know, one of the characters is actually the culprit dun, at the end of the dun, episode. Dun. So so I kinda of looked through other reviews of people doing a review on this episode mm-hmm. and much like all the rest of the episodes, people are kind of just focusing on like the surface level plot and, you know, Atlanta just Atlanta's written with that surface level plot and you can just, you can follow, Yeah, you know, I mean you can enjoy the show with that surface level plot right? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just watch it and it's like, oh. It's still entertaining yeah, it's still and entertaining. it
2: still has its comic value and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think what the where the gem of the show lies is that kind of under undertone or underneath.
2: It's a lot kinda. of dark undertones.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if it's necessarily dark. Um,
2: it's a lot of social. Uh, it's like a lot of social things you can see that society needs to fix, like within the show, underlying in it. And normally, it's kind of more of a dark humor that he brings it to light. Because you know the underlying is an actual social issue that needs to be addressed, but he uses the mm-hmm. humor to kind of put it together to do what he does.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of psychology, uh, <laughs> especially especially like black psychology, underlying all of these episodes, and it's in all of them. I mean, it's not it's not like he did it in one and then mm-hmm. skipped it's, it and did. You know, it in
2: all. You can see it in all of them. And uh, but it's weird how they they just flow. Like they just they go so well flowing one after another. Well,
0: one one thing people don't also kind of skip over or kind of dismiss is one, uh, the director, uh, uh, my butcher's name Hiro Murai. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's directed all their episodes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And. Mm, Mm-hmm. And he's fantastic. The guy's a genius.
2: He does a good job. He he's, does. He good, he does a good job capturing. I have to give him that. Like, and like just feelings in a shot too. Uh-huh.
0: And cinematography too. Uh,
2: it is very nice. Like visually, it is very nice to look at. Like, while I, It's it's weird because I'm like, the show shouldn't be just as like it could be just as appealing even just like just with looking at it alone. Mm-hmm.
0: And so those those elements, especially in this episode, tell the story a lot. So since you know the plot, I mean, go watch the episode, of course. But since you know the plot, we just get right into it. All right. So so what do you think? I want to hear your perspective because we kind we kind yeah, of okay. talked about it. We kind of talked. about it. Okay. We didn't really talk about it. We were just like okay, what's your words? And we're like might as well do a podcast. But uh, yeah, let's hear what you thought because we find out that Socks, who is the European guy that they bought from
2: the european broski dude who mm-hmm.
0: Who's from the previous episodes
2: yeah
0: and for some reason he's touring with them now i guess he was cool enough to be
2: to join the posse yeah
0: but we found out that he was actual perp and um <laughs> and the guy that they had hemmed up was actually just a, a very enthusiastic i don't even say enthusiastic fan, fan yeah so what do you think
2: okay <laughs> Um. So, by the end of the episode, like, first of all, it was a lot of kind of, like, undertone themes that I saw. But the most prevalent was, first of all, like, be careful also who you keep close to you. Because they may seem cool, but they're not really cool. And it, he should have kicked him to the curb. Like, I miss mostly going off of the end, but he should have kicked him to the curb after he realized he almost called them nigger. Mm-hmm. Like... That was when he should have known, mm-hmm. and the fact, and literally, that's when he came up to him and was like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. We cool? Like, you can't be that sorry because you were about to say it in the beginning, let alone knowing what you had done. So that tells you the disrespect is already like out there on the table. But also, the fact that the episode was called Cancer Attack' it kind of shows how people get on the inside or they get close, they latch on, and then it just starts to spread. And you notice how he almost tried to get Paperboy in trouble with that phone call. Because let's say, like, they actually kept believing it was him. And let's say somebody jumped off the deep end or did something stupid. They wouldn't have. But it shows how that dude automatically was a white boy looking at some black dudes like, hmm, they'll do something. And lo and behold, they sitting here keeping they cool, just sitting here asking dude questions. Like, where's my shit? But he automatically just turned it into some, we gonna kill you. And it's like, Yeah, we just want the phone back. Like, why did you have to stereotype the oh we niggas we rap we kill Mm -hmm. like mainly when they were handling it in such a good way?
0: Yeah, so I actually watched the episode with my mother, and she hadn't even watched like she hadn't watched the you know all the rest of the seasons. I think she she came in like an episode or two. But one thing that she noticed earlier when Ern was walking through the corridors that Mm -hmm. the security guy. Let uh, one of the guys in with the bat, like w- with a badge, wasn't, like right away.
2: Wasn't that the yeah? But then there was one dude that just walked in. He mm-hmm. didn't even show a badge. It was just a white dude that walked in. Wasn't that the dude that got on stage and started yeah. screaming his paper boy? He said, "Get the fuck off the stage."
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she noticed that, and and that that's one thing too. Really, what this whole season is kind of for me is kind of culminating to be, especially mm-hmm. when it started off with the first episode. Is that even though that they are overseas and that they are essentially they are still living a dream essentially well their dream they're essentially like living their dream they're still still treated stuck in it huh
2: they're still stuck in it like stuck not their dream but they're stuck in like you didn't step you didn't step any further from being black Mm -hmm. you're still stuck in the judgment stereotypes. You're no different. And they're they're not going to treat you like a celebrity even though celebrity status is still there. You're still nothing.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. So that's, what, that's kind of what this whole season is kind of talking up to be. So, uh... Oh, my right. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Don't play with me.
0: So what I want to know from you, though... Like, we get that. So that's still surface level to me. Like him or them letting this guy that they don't even know still be a part of the team and he's actually doing, like, the chameleon. There's an actual term for it, actually. Really? Yeah, there's a term for it where people kind of mimic another culture to get in, but they're still it's still uh, leveled in, in racism and prejudice. There's an actual term for it, I think. And that was, like, displayed when he almost said the N-word, you know? Because I...
2: he has no basis to say Most... that word. He has no basis whatsoever. Yeah whatsoever i think mine would be to be honest okay so you said that's still surface level okay urn. i think this episode you actually realize that first alfred is not being a good friend he's not he's not oh. being a good friend and the fact that you saw him standing there by the door and he's like y'all already got this for you y'all already got this for you like then Alfred finally breaks down and is like, "Hey, man, what's been up with you like It seemed like a moment of an epiphany for him of like, "Damn, Ern is doing a lot. Let me check on my friend, and then, like, Ern is just like, "No, nah, I'm good, good, knowing something's wrong, like you know you know something's wrong, and it's it kind of shows you how sometimes working with family is not always because isn't Ern his cousin, yeah sometimes working with family like it's hard because that's family but also you have to be a manager also but then you have to see the needy aspect and earn now you're starting to see he's more worried about van like it's getting to a point where he sees is distancing and it's funny because in the beginning she wanted that from him and now it seems as though he's wanting that from her but i think she's finally at that stage of detachment like She's living for her and trying to get back at where she wants to be in life rather than sitting here waiting on him or worrying about him. And you could definitely see that in the show with literally she just sent him a thumbs up and left it at that. I was like, dang. Um, I think another thing would probably be as I said, it's a setup. It's a setup, It's always a setup. You mean the dude so? tried to set it's like yeah, like the dude tried to set them up multiple instances like the phone call then he sat here and was like let me get in there let me get in there like trying to sit there and get in there to the dude to rile up the situation and then also he set them up to look bad because if you look at it let's be honest he's the one who said wait what if it's the the cancer the little kid the the boy who had cancer the one who they first was like it's a cancer attack and then they went and checked him and all the people just whip out their phones like and they're just like it's a setup
0: yeah well okay so on that point and then I'll work backwards so I think he's taking advantage of their ignorance of being overseas because they are treated differently people are different overseas however people are still people at the end of the day so he he's definitely taking advantage of their ignorance on that aspect they may by the end of this episode I don't know they may or may not realize that he's doing that but going back to like the, the earn advance situation I think I think that those scenes were with Ern and it's really a scene or a few scenes with Ern and, and Van kind of a, I'm using the term sidecar with what this episode was really about. And I know that you see it that way. And you might be and you you're probably right, but I think that the perspective different depending on if you are a man or a woman.
2: I think so too, because I I'm seeing it from a woman's perspective of, like, how Earn did her, how she did Earn, the distance, the separation. The She literally sees him as a friend now, but she's not going to let that. She's trying to distance so she doesn't sit here and get the two confused. Because it's like, he got to live his life, I got to live my life. Our two worlds don't seem to collide and clash.
0: Yeah, because there's a, there's, a, there's a stark difference between, like, Earn was distancing himself from Van, right? Mm -hmm. First. But there was a but the reasoning behind that wasn't because you know, in the earlier seasons and episodes he was a bit younger and a bit immature. But the reason behind that was one hundred percent motivated by him trying to be better. No, give them a better life. Van and his and his
2: Which is why he took those shitty jobs, I remember. Uh
0: The thing is, the the difference is, Van is separating herself not necessarily because of Ern's sake. It's for her own sake.
2: It's for her own. And I think it's kind of, this may sound weird coming from me. I think it's kind of selfish of her to do that because he did work hard to sit here and give them better. But it took a while because I don't think she was seeing the fact that he's a black man in a society that things aren't going to work out easily for him so he's got to hustle and she was like i'm not willing because wasn't she going out one season she was going out on dates with other guys and stuff and kind of distancing herself from earn also like he put that distance because of work she put that distance and then they kind of fell off and it was like okay like they're all right but they, they don't hate each other but they don't like each other but I feel like it was kind of selfish because... You see, she, she wants to become more independent. And I think that's what she got tired of.
0: Well, see, the thing is, is like... She didn't come to that conclusion... Until... One... She saw how busy... And how laser-focused Earn was. I think that... Uh, honestly, I think that they're writing it. It's not like... It hurt her. It hurt her because... These two still share a connection. These two, these two still are kind of tight, but she's in her mind she's failing. But what she doesn't, I don't think, what she doesn't realize is that she might end up hurting Earn just for the basic, fa- simple fact that she's not telling him the truth.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's why I, I think that's my point of her. I feel like she's being selfish because communication is key. And I get they may not be boyfriend and girlfriend, but they still have a child together, don't they? hmm Okay, and technically, if you have a child with someone, I feel like obviously at one point in time you love them. You still have a child, and they still have that connection, as you said, in that past. So the least she could do is communicate to him what's going on in her head, at least even... Even if it's just a smidge, because at least now he's feeling like he's done something wrong.
0: Well, now he, well, I think now that he feels that he can't, he doesn't know what's going on. Or, well, that leads me to what I think that this this episode is really about. I think this is the reason why you cried. Because there's one scene in here. So throughout the whole interrogation scene, uh, well, the multiple interrogation scenes, it's kind of comic, you know. It's kind of, It is very funny. you know, it's like this weird guy, this weird uh, <laughs> uh, white teenager uh, guy, and then you had his uncle who didn't even know he was how no, old he was his nephew fucking was.
2: <laughs> He's like, I haven't seen him in fifteen years. The last time I saw him was in Juvie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And uh, like, wh-
0: but that that kind of comes to like a screeching halt when Paperboy uh, interrogates him, or just. You know, levels with him trying to get his phone back one on one, and then the the boy basically tell you know tells his story. So, what well, I think the deeper meaning is, and I think the reason that you kind of cried just because you're an empath, so you you're going you're you're going bawling. you're going to get things that other people don't get, and you're probably gonna get it more. Well, <clears throat> so what I think was so the deeper meaning for me, if you think about the story that what's his name wiley told paperboy and how he got to be a fan and you think about so the reason that paperboy wanted to phone back so bad was because he had these these songs that he never released on there and basically these songs basically these songs were about he's telling to earn this but these songs he wrote them because he got cheated on and he doesn't he doesn't specifically say it but essentially what happened was it broke his heart. And Wiley had a similar experience where, again, he got, he got his heart broken. And I forget the exact reason why, but he got his heart broken, but he found Paperboy's... He found, he found his mixtape and he heard one of his songs and he heard the lyrics to his songs. And that's when he became a fan. And even if... Even, and then he started playing a song for Paperboy, and even if you listen to the lyrics of the song... They, their lyrics, their lyrics basically combating that because what I wrote down here in my notes, what this is about is like men holding on to their pain as a means to drive them because, especially pain from either a heartbreak or women or somebody that they they loved. Because, so men in a man's mind, you kind of only have two options you can either combat it or you can be submissive. So, you can either retaliate, you can respond in a retaliatory you know, in a retaliation yeah, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically ego protection, or you can be submissive and just let it happen. But if you do that, that's kind of even worse because then you kind of stuck in this kind of purgatory kind of place that honestly, no, no guy should be stuck into because that's when actually the bad mistakes happen or the bad decisions happen. And this, and Wiley basically says that, because the difference between him and uh, paperboy was paperboy had a means to retaliate while he didn't because he moved you know he, I think he said he told his mom and then his mom packed him up and sh- you know shipped oh, him out yeah. somewhere so he never got a chance to to reconcile with that pain that he had and so he, he still had to help but he still had to hold on to it he can't get rid of it and the more you hold on to it, the worse and worse and worse stuff began. That's why, why I became depressed. So when you found Paperboy's music, which this is what a lot of rap music does, which I think what the writers are saying is what a lot of rap music does and why the lyrics are so the way that they are is because that's a lot of pain people are just just writing about and throwing Saving out.
2: Saving up and writing. Mm-hmm.
0: And so if you think about the lyrics and you think about the, and you, you take that kind of mindset to it, it's like, damn, that's a lot of... That might be a lot of pain that people just are just holding on to. And... But, like, in Paperboy... Remember, because he said that... Uh, he said... Um, what did he say? He said that, you know, I... I really wasn't into music like that. But maybe that was the... That was the kind of drive that he needed. Now, when he got onto the stage when they are in Europe, he said he found his voice. And you know, his voice basically spoke to him and that's why the, the phone was like so important. Mm-hmm. Why those songs are so important. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> going to, the, well, I think it's like, so I think his sidecar would earn situation is because that that's what could happen to earn if you don't, if he don't let go. But the thing is, see, he's a man. He can't because he's so for him, part of his ego is protecting uh, Van. And so that's, I think what the show is trying to say by the end, because it's also a sidecar by Darius because Darius has no responsibilities because he doesn't keep those. No, no. No, he just
2: kind of whoopsies them bitches (laughs) out. Pretty much. That's why, that's why I
0: think that he was, remember when he was, had the, basically he had the meditation uh, pose?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't think that was, that wasn't his character and the scene's, and what he does are not don't think that they're just random shit that pu- people put in, that they put in there no those those are specific there's a reason why he's like he's right there when everybody else is doing all this and so I think like by the end of the episode I think what the writers are trying to say is you're gonna have to get rid of it eventually like it's eventually it's eventually you going cause it's cancer cause you can keep it for a minute but when you find your when you find what it is that you're looking for you can let it go and you can get rid of it because we gotta think like the show is still about earn so what we're seeing is like i think we're seeing the lessons before the actual drop to make sense and the song at the end people again people overlook all the songs at the end the songs at the end first of all the song at the beginning and the end both the songs you see how the song at the at the beginning was like had these hard lyrics especially especially talking about women
2: This pisses me off at Hulu because, like, literally, I didn't even hear the ending.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It (laughs) went to the next (laughs) episode. What the
2: fuck? I'm a slap a hoe.
0: Well, well, even uh, even when he's riding in a car, he's playing during that that time. Did it turn off then?
2: I have commercials in mine. I don't know if it turned off or not.
0: Oh. Well, so the song at the beginning, I don't know what song it was. We can look it up. But I don't know what song it was. But the lyrics were so, they were so, like... In your face, it was loud. It was talking about women. It was it was talking about the most. <laughs> I'm watching with my mom, I'm like whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoops, uh, whoops. I'm
2: fucking dying.
0: But the song at the end, I haven't listened to it. I'll go listen to it the full song. But they they're telling you the story, and they're telling you. Yeah, what I it's have about.
2: noticed this song. Yeah, a lot of the songs very much hold a lot of meaning, and it's it's nice that some a lot of them are kind of alternative or like. Not alternative as in, like, alt rock or whatever. They're, like, music, like, normally music you wouldn't notice on a daily basis.
0: They're taking um, more modern black songs, which is rap most of the time, at the beginning. And then they're coming back in with the, 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 the more classic mm-hmm. uh, black songs at the end. And we can talk about what that's doing at the very end. Of the season, but I, can, mm-hmm. I think I have an idea of what that's doing. Yeah, I think that's what the deeper meaning is, is just like and that's what I think, like, you know cancer attack because it can't be cancer but the only thing um, which makes me kind of suspicious on this whole season the only thing was Wiley knew about the songs on the phone
2: Now this is the question what if Cause you know how they all have these weird backs to like these weird backstories, like not backstories, but these weird ominous undertones kind of like the last episode is like everything turned for the white people, Mm -hmm. like everything turned on the white folks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This one, it's weird because I'm sitting here like the place was haunted. What if the boy wasn't even real? You remember Darius said the place was haunted and he kept saying, if we go to this spot, We will figure out, and they're like, no, 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 they keep shutting him down. And I feel like, what if maybe the boy wasn't even real, but he needed to talk to Alfred about that? Which is why the man said he's 15, what if something happened to the boy at 15, and he's like, I'm 32, and he's actually not? What if he's a spirit that's been there there for 15 years? Who the fuck knows? I
0: think you figured it out. Uh, I think you got it.
2: I think. Where's the like, applause button?
0: Where's the applause button?
2: Bruh, leave me alone. I don't know. Check,
0: I don't check check I don't it. Know, check it. Got it. I feel like you're making fun
2: of me. I'm not.
0: I'm not. For real. For real. For real. No. No. no for, real, for real. I think you got it. I think you got it. Cause Darius. Cause my whole thing was like, what is? Darius keeps saying that he wants to uh, go through this, these damn catacombs or whatever, <laughs> through this damn building to this one spot.
2: It's important. Yeah, he keeps making it detrimental and fucking important, and everybody just shuts him down like he's like it's not important. But what if it is?
0: I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that the boy might have been a ghost.
2: He might he might he
0: might have killed himself. And when he was on stage, and he
2: said he was there for rigging. He he said he was there to volunteer for the rigging. You know, people get into rigging accidents in a motherfucking heartbeat. Mm-hmm. What if he did get into an accident?
0: maybe and I I don't think that he I think that he was on the stage but I don't think the crowd really acknowledged him
2: acknowledged him they were just excited because Paperboy's show was next I don't, I think Earn er them were the only one that fucking saw him mm-hmm. and the man, I think the man that's why he said, oh he's 15 he's, he kept thinking he was 15 and not fucking 32, like and he even said, something's weird well, about he, this shit. Well,
0: he said that I haven't seen my nephew in 15 years.
2: So who was the fucking dude? And you well, know and how it, Earn kept getting on the phone and he kept saying, it's a dude in a blue shirt. It's a dude. But no one really, kn- I don't feel like anyone really knew who the fuck anyone was talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And I think dude was just probably just a dickhead because he probably hadn't even, because he said, he said something about... Uh, it's something from a marriage or some. He's a nephew from a marriage, so he doesn't really, yeah, he do not really care about the kid.
2: No, he just
0: hadn't seen him in fifteen years. He was like, <laughs> like how old and, is he? He was sorry, a ghost.
2: That it was a ghost. And that kid, yeah, he did not seem like he had been in juvie. I'm sorry, because the man said the last time I saw him, he was in juvie and blah blah blah. I
0: figured it out that too,
2: bro. Now this is oh my gosh. Now I'm sitting here getting vibes like i don't think he was alive which is why he knew all of that stuff and as i said i think he needed to meet i think he really needed to meet with with alfred for a reason to kind of open up more i guess and find what what that meant to him but also now he's gonna have to do the same thing that Ern is doing with van because if you see it his connection was that phone to what was so important in it. Mm-hmm. That was deep for him. So now he has to literally do what well, Earn, Earn is doing with. No,
0: Earn has to do what Paperboy did.
2: Damn, now that I'm looking at it, yeah. That shit hit me though, like literally as soon as I saw it broken and thrown in the phone, like in the trash can, I was like, Paperboy, no. Like, I think I felt I felt no because I knew how much that meant to him. Mm-hmm. But it is true you do have to let it go because there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to watch it again. I think you figured it out. I think
0: I think you got it. I think you got it. You know. It,
2: that shit has me freaked out now. I'm going to have to watch it again. <laughs> I think but we
0: figured it out. I think we I think figured, we it, figured out. it out. Ha. Take that, the best review podcast on <laughs> the <dying>. net.
2: <laughs> I'm dying. Conspiracy theories.
0: Guys <laughs> Thanks for joining us uh stay tuned for the next episode episode six I don't no idea what it's about but it comes on next week so see you guys then
1: <laughs> uh, mind of an architect pages in my market deck told you what I'm plot oh uh, heading to the top this one for the block this for niggas working on their shots uh, I'm doing it doing it doing it doing it doing the most become a leader when you doing the most. You, doing the most huh? you become a legend when you do what you post. You, you, post, huh? you gonna be the greatest when you let them know. Set it off. Set. Set, set. Ooh. Set it off. Set, Ooh. set, set. Ooh. Set, set. Ooh. Set. Set. Ooh. Set. Set. Uh. set. Games double-decker, playing silver pleasure. Never sweat the pressure, I can never let you. Yeah.